welcome to Sustainably Influence, the podcast hosted by me, Bianca Foley. And me, Charlotte Williams. In this podcast, we explore our efforts to making changes to our lifestyle as influencers, to live a more eco-conscious lifestyle, and hope that we can encourage you to make one small change. This isn't just a podcast for influencers. We want this to be a community of people who are trying to do their bit, where we can learn from one another and share our tips. So join in the conversation over on our Instagram at Sustainably Influenced. Just a couple of notes before we start the episode. So trigger warning, this episode we talk about sensitive topics around animal cruelty and um, animals being caught in litter. And also we talk about the Great British Spring Clean, which has now been postponed until September, date to follow. Welcome back. Today we're joined by Holly Barber and Ren from RSPCA. Holly has been at the RSPCA since April 2016 as campaign manager. She manages seasonal and marketing campaigns, including Dogs Die in Hot Cars, Rehoming Marketing, and their litter campaigns. She has been spearheading the RSPCA's involvement with with the Great British Spring Clean, encouraging people to get outside and clean up their local areas. Wren has been with the RSPCA since late 2018 as Apprentice Campaigns Officer and hit the ground running in all things Sky Litter. So hello to both of you. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. So we wanted to talk about sky litter first of all. Could you give us a give us a heads up of what that actually is? Okay, so sky litter, we are focusing on Chinese lanterns or sky lanterns and balloons, uh, especially balloon releases. Um, and the campaign is focused around encouraging people to stop releasing them and instead try to do something else, uh, especially if we're doing a memorial type thing. Instead of releasing balloons into the sky or sky lanterns, maybe plant a tree or do something else that lasts for longer rather than the two minutes it takes for them to go up and then they disappear and you never see them again. Mm. We, however, see what happens when they do land and we've had reports of them being tang- uh, animals being tangled in balloons, in sky lanterns. Um, we've had reports of animals trying to eat balloons and then consequently dying because they then ingested and choked on the balloon. Um, so it is something that we are aware of. It's not a major, major issue, but we're just aware of it. And we want the campaign to be more of a preventative approach to things rather than we, we don't want to get to the point where we can say we get 500 calls a year about an animal stuck in balloons. We want to prevent that from happening. Uh, at the moment, we've got 83 councils across England that have a ban on people being able to release sky lanterns and balloons from their land. So that's almost a third of all councils in England. And in Wales, there is a complete ban on the release of sky lanterns from council land. And they're currently doing work on getting a, a balloon ban as well. Uh, and that, in a nutshell, is the campaign. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's really interesting because you wouldn't, it's not something you would know about. No, I never just, would have thought about it. And also, it's for a lot of people, it's a cultural thing yeah. to release lanterns and things like that. But I don't think any of them would have really thought about what happens afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, um, you might have seen the, um, the German zoo fire that was caused by a sky lantern. Um, oh, wow, no, I didn't. That, that's, yeah, that's a big deal. So that's a separate part, not even affecting animals, but affect, wow, affecting environments as well that's crazy i never never in my wildest well, dreams thought about sky lanterns and the effects yeah and also balloons i did always wonder because i remember seeing like there's the, um 
is there like a custom that they do in Thailand where everybody lets them off like on a certain time of year there's a festival mm. and I remember a friend of mine showed pictures and I was like what happens with all that fire in the sky <laughs> like what happens with all these incense and the tiny candles and things but it's wild to think that like you don't ever consider the repercussions yeah so yeah. thank you for bringing that to our attention yeah um, well done so when we talk about litter you immediately think about the long-term environmental effect um, and impact of not recycling but let's talk about the impact it has on animals because I think that's something that's often forgotten and it's something that you guys obviously work really hard on Yes, it is. We, our cruelty line every year gets about 5,000 calls about animals caught up in litter. Oh, wow. And that animals who are still alive caught up in litter. We generally don't get calls about animals that have lost the battle with litter, as it were. Um, and Keep Britain Tidy a couple of years ago did a study that suggests that there are every year about 2.9 million small mammals that get killed in bottles that are discarded on roadside verges, for example. Mm. That's a huge number. Not only has an impact on small mammal populations in this country, and we're talking shrew, voles, little mice, it also has a knock-on consequence on the food chain. So we're talking kestrels, barn owls, their numbers are declining. We are seeing declines over the past 10, 20 years in, in their numbers. And that in no small part is because their food source is being killed off and in part they're being killed off by litter. That's so sad. Again, something that people aren't thinking about. Um, obviously everything's important to think about regardless of whether it's the long-term effect or short-term but and obviously um, the kind of circuit circuit, circuit of life um is a long time as well but yeah it's something that we just don't think about which is really worrying considering you know how many people have pets for example in their house the difference between you know a domestic animal and a wildlife animal shouldn't be that different no it's not and we get calls about all animals so we've had cases where cats gone rummaging through your bin that hasn't the lid hasn't been put on properly and we've had to take a baked bean tin can off a cat's head. Oh my god. Literally got its head stuck in a baked bean bean can. You look at it, you can't help but laugh to start with. Random <laughs> image. But let's be fair. But actually, it's horrendous. And had somebody not have found that cat, then I'd dread to think what would have happened. We were able to get it and take that tin off it. And it's the same thing with some uh, glass jars. So many cases of we're finding animals with their heads stuck in them. That's awful. Eventually, they would just not be able to breathe. I assume, and they would. Yeah. yeah. If they're not caught in in time, and we're not able to get to them in time, then yeah, sadly, they are going to lose that battle. That's just so sad. <laughs> I didn't expect to feel so sad in my <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting here, and I'm just sitting here. Oh, I've got pets. Charlotte's got pet. Yeah, we're actually sitting we're, next to my dog. <laughs> we're sitting here with Prince. He's just having a little snooze and he keeps, he keeps giving me side eye. But um, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, everybody always thinks about litter in terms of the environmental impact, as Charlotte said, and how it affects and how we should be recycling and be doing these things. But people always talk about the animals that aren't readily like that aren't necessarily close to us in proximity like your domestic animals and they talk about 
the wider oceans and the rainforests and things like that. But that we do need to bring the thought back to at home and think about the wildlife that we have in the UK as well. We really do. There's a lot is said about marine plastics and rightly so. It's a shocking um, scenario and something does need to be done about it. But there's a lot that can be done a lot closer to home. It isn't just a case of looking at the big picture. Everybody can make a difference and everybody should want to make a difference. So even little things of how you get rid of your litter, how you dispose of your rubbish will make a difference. So if, for example, you've had a loaf of bread, once you've finished with that loaf of bread, what do you do with the bread bag? You just put it in the bin. But if you were to tie a knot in that bread bag before you put it in the bin, if in the process of it leaving you and going off to landfill or whatever's happening to it, if it catches on the wind, if there's not a knot in it, it will take off and animals can get caught in it. But if you tie a knot in it, first of all, it's going to weight it down and there's less chance of the wind catching it. But also you're stopping any animals getting caught up in that bag. So it's even those little things of thinking about how you dispose of your day-to-day -day rubbish will make a difference. We had a case a couple of years ago where there was a building site in South London. The builders on that building site, having their lunch, they throw their lunch wrappers into the skip. That skip is left uncovered overnight and there are a family of foxes living in that area. And a young fox cub, who's only a matter of months old, smells food that's left from these lunch wrappers, goes in and manages to get its head caught in some tubing that was being rightly discarded in the right way. But that fox cub couldn't get its head back out of it. It ended up having getting infected under there and died of multi-organ failure. And it was, again, it's the how are you getting rid of your rubbish? If you're putting somewhere it's somewhere exposed that isn't covered up animals can get to it mm. and I say the result was this beautiful little fox cub that was only a matter of months old didn't have a chance in life just because it was rummaging and smelt food that's so sad I'm sure there are loads of like, like top tips that you have on how to get like get rid of your your rubbish <laughs> so funny but like how to get rid of your rubbish better it's really funny when we were talking to cassandra who um does your kind of influencer marketing side um she was like you have to talk to the girls they are litter queens litter experts <laughs> guys are everything when it comes to litter so we're quite excited what i maybe will ask is after the call to get maybe a list of top tips of how to you know discard discard your, your yeah i'm trying to give away so discard your rubbish in a nicer way yeah <laughs> or in a better way than yeah, I've, I've got, we've got tips. Oh, amazing. <laughs> it's these, the things like tying up your, bre your bread bag. Never, ever thought about that and what consequence it would, you know, would lead by not tying it up. And now you've said yeah. it, of course, that makes so much sense. It is, it's any bag, anything that anything can get caught in. Yeah. If you're discarding a bottle, leave the lid on it so nothing can get in. And you think about it, those 5,000 pools a year that we are sending an officer out to go and collect an animal that's caught up in litter is stopping that officer from going and dealing with an animal that's suffering from cruelty or neglect. And yeah. we see so many animals that are just in the most horrendous circumstances 
that's where we should be prioritizing that's where we should be focusing the calls about litter are something that are avoidable and every single person listening to this podcast everybody that they know can make a huge huge difference i love that yeah we will definitely post some top tips because i i personally want want them myself so that's great so let's no i was going to say it's exactly as you said everyone can make a difference and that's where our whole mindset is with starting the podcast because it's all well and good saying to people well you're either sustainable or you're not but you can make those small steps to be more sustainable or to be more mindful and that's where I guess this conversation is so relevant because Mm. it's about being mindful not just I'm sure most people are thinking oh my gosh how is this tying in with sustainability speaking to the RSPCA but it it does because it's about that mindful living and making better choices with what you're doing. Yeah. It's, I, really, I guess firm up that point because it, it is relevant and it does matter. And it's not just us, it's our environment. It's the animals around us. They're part of the ecosystem. So this is a really important topic to talk about. We did last year and we're again involved this year with the Great British Spring Cleaner. That was my question, yeah, because it's like, what can we do? Yeah. Yes, go for it. The simple thing that you, everyone can go and do is pick up litter. And, well, the, the simple one is don't drop it in the first place. <laughs> um, we've been involved with the Great British Spring Clean, which is an initiative from Keep Britain Tidy for the past few years. And it's encouraging people to get out into their local communities and tidy up, pick up litter and... Yeah, clean your area. So many of our centres and branches are getting involved this year. There's also a lot more places that are doing them and you can go onto the Keep Britain Tidy website and there's details of, there, there will be, I promise you, there will be a litter pit somewhere near you. Um, we have well over half a million people taking, have committed to taking part this year already. Wow. Which is brilliant. But it's those little things of, I live by the coast, I go for a walk along the beach every night. Set yourself a target to pick up five pieces of litter, five bits of plastic. Just doing that and just dropping them in the nearest bin will help make a difference. If everybody did that that goes for a walk, wherever you're going walking, whether it's along a beach, through a town, through a city, um, up a hill, wherever it is, if you can pick up and do your little bit as you go, that will make a difference. I just want to know a little bit more about, for me, and I guess for our listeners, plastic pollution, you, t- you just touched on it and how people can pick up pieces and give themselves a target. How, I mean, you guys will probably know more than we will. How bad is it in reality, the plastic pollution? And what can we do to combat it in our homes and making sure that it doesn't filter out into our streets? Because... I walked up to Charlotte's just now from where I've parked and I saw some people leave bags out on the street on the main road. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. And I still wonder, because I always think to myself, we shouldn't be leaving these things out there because it encourages wildlife to come and, I guess, rummage. (laughs) But then we don't know what harm it's doing to them afterwards and you don't know what's in those bags. So in terms of the plastic pollution, what what can we do as the public to help? Uh, well, I guess going back to my team of balloons, um, so just to put it in perspective, uh, seabirds are 32 times more likely now 
to die from ingesting balloon plastic than any other hard plastic. Oh, wow. Um, and that was a report done in March last year that was released. And um, so that alone is making us think, well, if you're going to have balloons as a decoration, so not necessarily releasing them, as the Sky Litter campaign is about, but if you're going to have balloons as a decoration, make sure you dispose of them properly once you finish. So deflate them, cut them up into small pieces and put them in the bin so that they won't blow away. They won't pose more of a risk, but if they do get swallowed, they're not going to still be semi-inflated, which causes even more of a, um, a hazard for animals. It's just, it's just so crazy because you think about most parties, people have banners, people have balloons, and do people discard of these things properly? Like, I will, I clearly am not. I've just learned that I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, but it's one thing as well, it's remembering single use plastic is only single use if you use it once and then discard it. So, with drinks bottles, we always refer to them as a water bottle, a bottle of Coke, and other soft drinks are available. Um, but it's a single use bottle. It doesn't have to be. That's true. So it's thinking about it and going, okay, can I reuse the bottle? Can I do something? Can I take it home and fill it with water? Can I go to, there are refill points all over the country. There's an app you can get on your phone that will show you where your nearest refill is. Yeah. Um, whether it's from a shop, cafe, business, whatever it is. So it's just thinking a little bit more about it, making sure you're disposing of it in a sensible way. So we say with bottles, if you are going to dispose them, leave the lid on it. If you've got bags of rubbish, rather than leave them out, put them in a sealed bin. You can go and buy dustbins that are pretty cheap that have got a lid on it. And mm. putting that lid on your bin will make a difference. Brilliant, thank you so much. Um, I think we'll end this here because we've now got to go and take up all these tips that you've given us to make sure that we're threading through <laughs> properly. Um, yeah, we can do. Yeah. What we normally do with our guests, um, we ask our guests to set us a challenge, whether it be on sustainability, being more ethical, being more mindful, whatever it is that you want to do. And I'm just, I know I'm kind of springing it on you, but have you got something that you would like to challenge Charlotte and I with for this week? <laughs> I think it's thinking about everything you get rid of and how you get rid of it. Okay. So whether it is plastic bags, so bread bags, bottles, everything you do, think about not only how you're getting rid of it, but the potential of things getting into it as it goes along that chain of being processed as it the bin men come and collect it from your property what happens to it so making sure things animals aren't going to be able to get into it it's not going to be able to blow away how can you knot it put lids on it flatten cans to stop anything from getting in Okay. okay, yeah, that's a really good challenge. It's good because I think it encourages us to really, it is that idea of being mindful and when you're present in what you're doing and you're, you're making it part of, you're having that conscious, you're having that conscious, I guess, idea and that mindset when you're doing something. Mm -hmm. So it just, it's something that you can take into your every, every moment of your life really. Like you make, let's just say, you make a, some toast or something and yeah. then what do you do with the container like the plastic bag after cutting it up or tying a knot in it like you said 
And as you mentioned, the single-use plastic, because that's something that I've often said at home, that you can refill things. If you do end up buying a plastic bottle, you can refill things and reuse them again and again. Even buying like these water bottles and stuff like that, that everybody says is for reusing. I'm just, I'm, Charlotte knows what I'm like. I'm forever refilling stuff, messing <laughs> around with bottles. I can't carry a small handbag just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to have a refillable bottle. But yeah, definitely, we can give that a go this week. And yeah. I think it'll be a nice one for us to do because it's not so much of a challenge, but it's just, it's something that we can share with our listeners and yeah. with our followers on social media. Like what we're doing and how we're trying to be better and then tips for how they can be better yeah well, it's been a really nice chat slightly sad but <laughs> i was gonna say if you wanted more of a creative challenge so within the to work we're trying to encourage people to use alternatives if they're going to have an event so not necessarily for memorials where people might release balloons or sky lanterns but even just if you're going to have a party and you're thinking oh i'm going to have balloons why not try making stuff and maybe um, do some recyclable paper pom-poms or banners or bunting that things that you don't necessarily have to throw away at the end and you could reuse or give to someone else if they're having an event um, and just be creative with it rather than just thinking, oh, we've got my balloons up to the world. Yeah, that's fantastic. Love that. We do love a bit of creativity. Yeah. Bianca's definitely a crafter. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to end this here. So just so everybody knows, if you want to find the RSPCA, on social media you can find them on instagram which is official underscore rspca um and we are going to talk about the great bush of spring clean which is set to be on the 20th of march to the 13th of april so if you check the keepbritantidy.org website you can see um how you can get involved and we're definitely going to get involved so we'd love you all who are listening to be involved too they may change due to current circumstances but Let's see what happens. Thank you so much, Lady, for your time today. Really appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you. And yes, we will speak to you soon.